0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger.
1: And I'm Rachel Metzger.
0: And this is episode 34. We are one week away from our listener story. Uh, special. Well, mini special listener story episode. I don't know whatever we're going to call it. Um, I'm excited. I didn't yeah. get to be in the last one. Me too. And we're going to have um, a couple guest voices and uh, a for sure guest, although I need to reach out to her and uh, make sure that that's scheduled correctly. But anyway, very excited. So this is your last week um, and your last chance to get a story into us. We are caught up back to live, by the way. It's been forever since we recorded last. Um, and so we have a bunch of shout outs to do as well. But um yeah so this is live so you have one more week we're gonna well no not even that just a couple days so as you hear this if you want to get us your story you may have a chance do it although i mean really at the end of the day if you send it to us i'll just archive it and we'll put it in the next episode so that's totally fine so reach out to us but do it now yeah we want to tell it now it's true at skep skep pod on instagram twitter facebook skepticalskeptics at gmail.com skepticalskeptics.com you can get a hold of us a bunch of different ways leave a review with your scary story on it doesn't matter
1: a small part of me regrets making our name the skeptical
0: skeptics because the more you say it the less real it is yeah yeah it doesn't mean it anything to me nonsense anymore. anyway so a couple shout outs um and a bunch you g- of shout outs yeah, a bun- bunch of shout outs you guys have been waiting for a while so we appreciate that katie michelle You're the one that shared your email story with us. And Rachel's too technologically deficient to have answered you. I'm so
1: sorry. I tried to find it. I really, really did. I just couldn't. Like, the Facebook business app...
0: And Facebook
1: app using a page is it sucks. It's awful. It doesn't tell me all the time when someone comments.
0: Well, and what makes it worse is if I answer something or if she answers something, it like removes it from the other person's thing. Yes. Um, and it's very frustrating, but anyway, so, so
1: I'm sorry. I I think it's awesome that you also had an extremely lame email address. Yes, makes me feel which better. We
0: won't give out in case you're worried about that, but just know it was very dumb, similar to Solidarity. Rachel's, uh, R.T. R-T Blondie. Blondie. Exactly. Um, so yes. And Andrew Sear. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, S-E-I-E-R. It's gotta be Seer, right? Um, we have Lep, which you gave me your real name and I didn't write it down. Uh, you go by LEP on Instagram and I totally forgot what it was. I'm sorry, but okay. You know what? If you reach back out to us with your real name, I will definitely get it right next episode. Um, KG Whittington. I believe Kevin is your first name. Um, Thank you for reaching out. Alicia. Alicia. Why did I say that weird? Alicia Cozumar. Amy Hall. Isria Noel. uh, Calm Jeremy, who mentioned um, a light in space that I need to check out, which I haven't yet. Uh, Mr. Butters and Joe Quick. And then we also have some other folks over on...
1: Hey, wait! I have one that you're not
0: gonna say. What? Mark. Mark.
1: Yeah, he's the one who caught, caught, who uh, la, la 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 tagged us on the post about the oh, ho- mark. holographic
0: Earth. Yeah, yeah, that so mark. mark. I thought you meant a different Mark. <laughs> no. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Holographic. Whatever. Hollow. Hollow. I mean. Yeah, Mark. We're gonna look into that one. Uh, I actually wanted to do it first. A special because I thought it was good. Anyway, so we have um, a bunch of reviews here, some of which are from our network, so we appreciate that. Um, but I'm just going to read them all out in case some of these are just legit listeners because I do not know the difference. But anyway, Eric uh, Salus Salus D Nits Eleven uh, Mad Agent Raw Disaster. I like that one. Uh, C Needle C Needle C Needle One. I don't know. Um, and that's pretty much it for American reviews Although we have a couple Canadian ones I don't know if I can get it to come up Oh and we just had a, another comment
1: Yeah from, I was actually going to tell you that I just saw it and now it disappeared Oh really?
0: Yeah what is it, Who does it say it's from though? Beck Hockhausen There you go because mine went away So hello Beck Hockhausen I have no idea what you have to say Hold on It could Hold be on. horrible
1: oh. um, the, She commented on our Bigfoot
0: special Oh nice Well anyway Thank you, Beck Hockhausen. Cherrier 6687. Thank you for your review as well. We also have Alejandro or Alex from Instagram and Lath is L-E-P. Lathe rhymes with faith. Thank you for that. We appreciate your comments as well. And also, Alejandro, thank you for pointing me to the Joe Rogan uh, episode with Bob Lazar. Very interesting. Loved it. Thank you. So I think that's everybody, except for one very special announcement. What? Also your sister. My sister?
1: Yeah, she tagged us in this. uh, Hold on, I was just looking at it. Where is it? Um, There is a overnight ghost, sleepover ghost hunt at a place called Nuthouse Hotel. And it's a tour that you can go to. And she tagged us in it. She thought we would be interested. Nice. So there you go.
0: Oh, Beck Hockhausen was uh, was commenting on how not legit those uh, folks are that I was talking about the scientific folks from the Bigfoot special. She's totally right. Uh, Totally right. But anyway, so I will answer her later. And then we also have a very special comment. Um, This one is from Pamela to Sabrina. Um and they both are long-term listeners and a mother daughter. So this is Pamela's message to Sabrina, who is her daughter, and she says <laughs> Well, she says something about I oh, I don't know if I just say that part of it because it's it's funny and it's so true. Um, but I'm the one that made the comment. The teenagers are completely moody. Um. And so, anyway, yeah, teenagers are completely moody. So, Sabrina, cut your mom a break. I remember it was like to be thirteen, <laughs> and I know, oh, man, it was so painful. I know, I know that she is probably infuriating. No offense to you, Pamela. That's just the way you know they they go. But your mom loves you very much, and this is what she has to say to you. She says, uh, "I'm here for you." Her. Well, okay, how am I going to do this? Am I going to read this as her? Or am I going to read her comment I don't as know. is? Quote, I am here for her through it all more than she knows always. So she should try and talk to me more. And I'm proud and can't wait to see what she and the future have in store for us. Which I think is really nice. And yeah, you should talk to your mom more because parents are actually pretty cool. And you'll figure that out. Oh man,
1: only a parent would say that.
0: (laughs) Only a parent. (laughs) No, I think my parents are pretty cool. Plus my dad's listening to this. Yeah, because you're a parent. No, I thought that before. No, you didn't. I did before I was a parent. I did. My dad's my best friend. Okay, but. Still, it's true. My
1: parents are pretty lame.
0: Anyway, Sabrina, be cool to Pamela. And we appreciate that. <laughs> that was adorable. It is adorable. I love Thank it. Thank
1: you, Pamela, for having us do that.
0: Yeah. So in case any of you all are wondering how you could get a custom message out there, just reach out to us. We're pretty cool about it. Um Also, Pamela and Sabrina are going to be getting T-shirts and... Uh, are also going to be supporting us in Patreon. So that helps a lot, too. You can definitely get a message out that way. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Buying our love. <laughs> no, but for real, though, there is if you do join Patreon, you don't have to just reach out to us. We're cool about it. But anyway, if you do join Patreon, you definitely do get a custom message that you get to do. So that is a fun thing. Um, that's pretty much it. So that took a while because it's been like two and a half weeks since we recorded yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. But we want to get everybody in there. In this Appreciate You segment that now is so aptly named. And Rachel loves the name of the segment it's of the like, show. Do we
1: even have a podcast anymore? For how long it's been?
0: Oh, I feel like we haven't. I don't feel like I have one. Yeah. Like,
1: even when like my iTunes was like, Skeptical Skeptics came out with a new episode. I'm like...
0: No, that's I, not my podcast. I know we did. Just so you all know, listeners, what I went through in order to make this happen. Oh, man. So I was in Denver, the city of evil, which, by the way, if you didn't see, I posted some stuff that I saw in their airport. Uh, they are super which I'm so sad. I didn't get to be a part of. Yeah, they're super leaning into like the whole Illuminati thing. It's actually really, really funny. Um, but anyway, so check that out on our social media. But I was in Denver for a couple weeks for work and I will be back there again. And um yeah. So in order to produce the episodes, because we did not do a good enough job uh, of leaving me time to edit while here, I had to bring my wife's crappy, horrible computer. It's so bad. It's like the worst so that I could remote into my desktop and edit with like horrible hotel Wi-Fi. I was so close to punting this computer out the window, but I did it for you. Yeah. Anyway,
1: this is the longest beginning segment in- we've ever I know, had.
0: I'm going to have to cut some of it. Anyway, so what's in the news?
1: In the news today is RJ's favorite thing. Um, It was just announced a couple days ago that on November 14th and 15th in um, DFW, the place where we live, the Flat Earth International Conference will be here.
0: OK, so I'm going, but I'm bringing <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes to throw like a medieval.
1: Um, I hold on. I just have to find cro- angry crowd. The tickets range from five fifty dollars to eight hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Flat Earth has some like legit rich people in it. I, I Get on an airplane. I don't understand. <laughs> it's so angry. Ride right, uh,
1: right on a boat.
0: It is my mo- most ag- I'm. I'm not talking. I want to go so
1: bad, but see that here's the thing: like, if we I'm went, not spending
0: fifty dollars. If
1: we went, RJ would legitimately be angry the whole time. I would be. I would fight people, peeing my pants. Laughing. I wouldn't be able to
0: have the podcast because I'd be in jail for fighting like, people.
1: I it, I just find it so funny, and he just gets so angry. And I don't. I get why you're angry, but for me, it's just the funniest <laughs> thing. I can't handle so it. So annoying.
0: Anyway. The only
1: thing I would be more likely to go to is a lizard people convention.
0: That would actually be okay. I would
1: love that. Like I would die to go to that. <laughs> Anyway, I would pay $150 to go to that.
0: What are you doing this week?
1: I am doing the gym. I think it's Jemison because it's spelled differently. Jemison. Jamison. <laughs> no one's going to get that.
0: But it is Jemison, though.
1: Can I just can I just say my thing without you saying dumb things? They afterwards? might get it.
0: People are on Facebook.
1: Not that many. Like he's not. I mean, he's big, but he's not that big.
0: Anyway, if you know what I'm referring to, let us know. At Skepskep. Pod on, no, I'm just kidding. Anywho. All right. You want me
1: to say that again since you interrupted me? So like literally you're not going to cut yourself out of that.
0: I mean, you could just say James James Jameson the, family disappearance.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. You it's, don't say it's it for also me. in the title. I get that. But you what are you saying? What? I'm saying when you said what are you doing And I say the Jameson family disappearance. Way over what I was saying So you're not going to cut <laughs> out you saying that Without cutting out half of my words Would you like me to re-say it
0: No it's okay leave them in suspense <laughs> No anyway. I
1: want to say it just shut <laughs> up Okay say it I'm going to be doing the Jameson family disappearance That's it always when do i ever get a description Well, then
0: why did it, they can
1: hear that no they couldn't because you said it before i finished Whatever. the word
0: editing this is gonna suck uh, i won't go to because, bed until midnight your
1: own problems anyway being a right now
0: no one knows what i'm saying yeah i'm keeping that <laughs> canadian radio just had a i'm just gonna be for four minutes
1: Poor canadian radio they'd cry
0: anyway what so. is she
1: talking about <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, eh? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> anyway, okay. So I'm going to be talking about Operation Large Area Coverage or Operation LAC. Yeah, That is the lamest name for an operation of oh, all I time. Know. The Army sucks. <laughs> Anyways, Whoa! So, <laughs> well, no, I mean, at, at naming stuff. You need not, to specify. Well, no, now in general, maybe. You'll find out. Anyway, so Rachel. Was, your dad was part of the Army. I know, and he, he'll tell you that in multiple ways that they also suck. Okay. <laughs> he will. Okay. Anyway, you're gonna. You, you might change your mind on the army here after this story. Okay. So imagine you're a young girl. Shouldn't be hard for you to do. It's a little I more difficult for me. I feel like I'm a young me. girl. You're not. <laughs> not like that. I'm talking like like still playing in the streets, young, oh. <laughs> like like a young young girl. <laughs> anyway, like a, like a sprout. A uh, uh, a kumquat, if you will. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, so you see the army come into your lower income neighborhood. All oh, right. Okay. And they say that they're going to be testing something that is there to protect you. Mm-mm. It's a smoke screen to stop Russia from being able to observe you. So you see them put blowers. Wait, I'm sorry. What
1: years was this?
0: The 1950s. Okay. Yeah. When then you I would believe that. A kumquat. If they said that to me now, Hold I'd be on. like, what are you talking about? You see them put blowers on buildings all around, including your housing. What are blowers? And school, like things that blow crap up in the air. Like a like giant fan? Dust. Yeah, like like, I, I like a snowblower. This.
1: A giant snow blower?
0: Yeah, like blows stuff up in the air, yes.
1: Why is that supposed to protect me from Russians? <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> anyway, so you also see station wagons dust your neighborhood as they drive by. Dust? How? You what? even see airplanes dropping Wait, hold chemicals on, how on it, you.
1: How is a station wagon dusting my neighborhood? With blowers. Jeez. You didn't say that. You just said what a station wagon on its own.
0: They're dusting. Everything is dusting. That's the point. Okay, you're ruining the narrative. I'm just,
1: you told me to picture this. I'm just trying to get the full picture. Anyway,
0: you see airplanes dropping chemicals on you as you play basketball. Not thick cool. enough that you need to go on inside and wash them off before you continue playing. Right. Weird. Yeah, not good. Sounds like a freaking dystopian novel, right? Yes. So anyway, then your father dies suddenly of cancer. Sad. And, (laughs) oh, it sounds so stupid. I typed, so do you. (laughs) No, but you (laughs) don't die. (laughs) I meant you get cancer. (laughs) And so do you. And four of your siblings do as well, out of 11, which, holy crap. I mean. They were really reproducing in St. Louis back then. Yeah,
1: but not surprising. But still,
0: four out of 11. You and your father Looks all like, cancer. You cancer.
1: Know, for all the chemicals they're dropping on us, that's a pretty good number.
0: Uh, that wow, hell of a way to look at that. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> this is the life of one Doris Spates. She was a baby when her father died inexplicably in 1955, and she watched as four of her siblings also died of cancer. And she survived cervical cancer in the mid 1950s. And again, a decade later, the army used motorized blowers atop lower-income housing um, high rises. And schools, and again, the back of the station wagons, to send a smoke screen that would quote, shield St. Louis from aerial observation in case the Russians decided to attack. But in 1994, the government said the tests were part of a biological weapons program, and St. Louis was chosen because it bore some resemblance to Russian cities that the U.S. might attack. Oh my gosh. The material being sprayed was zinc cadmium sulfide, a fine fluorescent powder that was deemed to be harmless, okay? But a professor named uh, something Martino Taylor, I don't I don't know why I didn't get her first name, but whatever. Anyway, uh, thinks that now she's a sociologist. He's not a people say scientist. I saw sociologists that is not a scientist. Anyway, she thinks that there's a possibility that the army performed radiation testing by mixing radioactive particles with the zinc cadmium sulfide. And she concedes that there's no direct proof of this, but she does actually have a convincing argument, which we'll get into later. The area of the secret testing uh, described by the Army and documents obtained by the Freedom of Information Act by this Professor Martino Taylor um, shows that they viewed this area of St. Louis as, quote, a densely populated slum district, which had, end quote, but it had about three quarters of the residents that were black, okay? Which okay. going back to the remember the syphilis testing yes. that we talked about, right? I hate this story. Yeah, it's not good. So the reason why I tell it is because it's a conspiracy theory that ended up being true. Um, it also links into some se- several others. Have you ever heard of the uh, chemtrails? Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay, it's stupid. It's a it's a dumb conspiracy theory in my opinion. I mean, obviously there are going to be events that are chemtrails like literally because that's something that we've done but you know when you see like contrails up in the sky which is where the airplane is high enough that it yeah makes a cloud uh-huh. right um well conspiracy theorists are oh that's chemicals to uh, drop down on us no, to, to uh limit overpopulation is what they say right? oh which first of all terrible job if that's the yeah, case you're not
1: you're not doing a very good job yeah with that.
0: we're super overpopulated but also it's just dumb right contrails are contrails but what they will say and this this part is legitimately odd um is that they will take pictures of what are supposed to be contrails but they're way lower way more dense like you i've never seen contrails that look like that whatever <sighs> anyway so this actually did happen um and it probably is where this all started to be honest with you um,
1: yeah, I mean, watching chemicals fall out of the sky and then my family get randomly gets cancer right. would make me pretty skeptical.
0: Yeah. So the army is only admitted to using blowers to spread the chemical. But another person uh, whose last name is Brindell uh, recalled that summer day playing basketball with other kids when a squadron of Green Army planes flew close to the ground and dropped this powdery substance. That she remembers going inside, washing it off of her face and arms and then going back out to play. Hmm. Brindle has had four types of cancer, breast, thyroid, skin, and uterine. And she says, quote, I feel betrayed. Um, She's white, by the way, which they found relevant. So I guess I'll say it as well. Okay. And also, quote, how could they do this to us? We pointed our fingers during the Holocaust and we do something like this. End quote. So I don't like people comparing things to the Holocaust, obviously. But at the same time, I think it's important to note, like, just how Betrayed, somebody would feel by this, yeah, understandably. So, and remember, like, like I said, it's um, the secret testing in St. Louis was exposed to Congress in 1994, right? Mm -hmm. Which prompted a demand for a health study, and a committee of the National Research Council determined in 1997 that the testing did not expose residents to harmful levels of the chemical. Um, They said that, uh, but they did admit that research was sparse and. Um, that the finding was relying on very limited data that they had from animal testing and also limited data on what the exposure level actually was. So anyway, let's get to the conspiracy side of things. Martino Taylor believes that the St. Louis study was linked to the Manhattan atomic bomb project and a small group of scientists from that project who were developing, uh, radio radiological weapons, um, There was a congressional study in 1993, which confirmed that there was radiological testing in Tennessee and parts of the West during the cold war. And she thinks this was an offshoot of that. Um, She says, quote, there are strong lines of evidence that there was a radiological component to the St. Louis study because her study examines uh, organizational connections between scientists working on the zinc cadmium sulfide tests in St. Louis, who were in fact the same researchers who were at around the same time engaged in human radiation experiments and uh, releases of radioactive material into the environment, which were proven out from documents from um, Bill Clinton's advisory committee in a 1995 report on human radiation experiments, right? Okay. Uh, It also notes that... uh, the United States Radium Corporation, which was a, co- a company notorious for manufacturing a radioactive glow in the dark paint, which killed and sickened some of its workers in the 1920s, su- supplied the army zinc cadmium sulfide and was originally developed as a, quote, fluorescent paint pigment. And this cadmium zinc fluoride was said that it was, quote, fluorescent. Um, oh, OK. Yeah. Wow. So she concludes from all this that the St. Louis test likely involved radiological testing on humans. Um and even though this conclusion is highly contentious, uh, something that the army never or can't dispute mm-hmm. is that they expose people around the country, which we'll get into in a minute, to a poorly, poorly studied and potentially harmful chemical without any consent. Uh, Zinc cadmium sulfide is supposed to be harmless. The reason why they did it, and, and this is probably exactly what the real reason was, is because um, of its physical similarities in its powder form to a cloud of microbes. And it's easily detected under UV light, so they could see how chemicals were spread from these dispersal systems.
1: Oh, so it's supposed to be like a quote-unquote safe version of being able to see how it would spread. Okay. Exactly. That makes sense.
0: But it obviously wasn't. Right. So the Army's powder formulation... Uh, had cadmium, sulfur and zinc, um, obviously, mm-hmm. and then also contained small quantities of silver or copper or, or copper to activate the chemicals fluorescence. Right. Um, and it also had some silicate to, uh, aid in its dispersion. And the fluorescence again is the part that she's claiming might've had radioactivity in it based off of the company it came from and its own reputation. Right. Yeah. So, the NRC estimated that the maximum potential dose of cadmium, which is a known carcinogen, right? So, Mm -hmm. it it is a known carcinogen, uh, by one person during the LAC would have been about 24.4 micrograms over 31 months by a resident of St. Louis, okay? Okay. Now, exposures would have been much worse in some other areas, like uh, Biltmore Beach in Florida, where... They did the same thing, but the area was remote and deemed to be unpopulated. So they did way more chemical there. But for comparison, Americans take in an average of 18.9 micrograms uh, of cadmium every day in their food, while smokers are exposed to 1.7 micrograms of cadmium in, in every cigarette. OK. OK. So over the course of 31 months, they essentially gave them 14.4 cigarettes of wow. cadmium. So it's not a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, and there was another scientist Who said, quote, if I were confident that the exposures were not hugely in excess of this worst case scenario analysis, it wouldn't bother me at all to live underneath this. I would find many other things to worry about before that. Right. But the problem really lies in the fact that uh, the greatest concentration of spraying in St. Louis was in the Pruitt ijo or i i'm not certain how that's pronounced uh public housing complex which was home to 10,000 low low-income residents mm-hmm. and 70 percent of those re- residents were under the age of 12.
1: wow yeah
0: so that's again, crazy even if this research is good it's still not cool right
1: well um, i would honestly to me i would say the biggest reason it's not cool is because it's like they're just forcing it on you right like you live in this yeah. area so this is what we're gonna do yeah. And you have no choice right. in it, which is kind of goes against, you know, everything. Well,
0: and she says, well, this believe is a violation in. of all medical ethics, all international codes yes, and the military's right. own policy at the time. So anyway, the LAC tests, uh, which we found out later, were not only in St. Louis. Um, and I'll give you some locations here in a minute. But they also included dispersion of biological agents, including Seradia, Mark, uh Bacillus globigii. Globogy anyway, but this I have a freaking biology degree, Bacillus subtilis and Aspergillus fumigates. Okay, that's ridiculous. Right. But anyway, they were not thought to be harmful at the time. But some of these organisms have actually been shown to be potentially pathogenic in people with weakened immune systems. And the NRC's report did not attempt to assess them, the health risks by these microbes. But specifically Bacillus glob. Globogy, Globogy, Mm -hmm. whatever. My my least favorite one to say, of course. (laughs) That one is now actually listed as a pathogenic microbe. Right. um, When at the time it wasn't. But the reason why they were used is because they spread well and they were to be analogs for anthrax or things like anthrax. Okay. Anyway, so... In Corpus Christi, the chemical was dropped from airplanes. So it was in Corpus yep, Christi. Over large swaths of the, over the city. I'm from, I, I, I spent my teenage years in Corpus Christi. And I went to college there. Yep. In September, that's where we met. In <laughs> September of 1950, six simulated attacks were conducted on San Francisco Bay Area. It was concluded that it was feasible to attack a seaport city with biological aerosol agents from a ship offshore. In okay. April 1952, five trials were conducted off the coast of South Carolina and Georgia um, in an operation called Operation Dew. Um, And it was concluded that long-range aerosol clouds could have taken hundreds of of miles of travel and large area coverage. And then in 1957, the North Sea, uh, east coast of Britain, it was shown that large area coverage with particles was feasible under meteorological conditions. In addition, the Army admitted to spraying Minnesota locations from uh, 1953 to the mid-1960s. Okay. Um, So a little bit more on U.S. Radium. It has this reputation where they've been found uh, legally liable for producing a radioactive powdered paint that killed many young women who painted fluorescent watch tiles. Um, This is that same company that made this fluorescent powder. Right. Okay. Um, And this is back to Professor Martino Taylor. And this Mm -hmm. is why she thinks that that. Had that. She also found that one of the compounds was sprayed, uh, that was sprayed upon the public, was called FP twenty two sixty six, which, according to the uh, army's documents, was manufactured by the same company, U.S. Radium, and the compound, also known as Radium two twenty six. Uh, was the same one that killed and sickened many of the U.S. radium workers. Those same women. Oh, man. OK, yeah. so the army admitted that it added a fluorescent substance to the, quote, harmless compound. But whether or not the additive was radioactive was what remains classified. And that's what she says it is. is also worth noting. Uh, St. Louis, actually, in 2018, it was found that uh, they were also found to have a higher risk of getting cancer because uh the US government also stashed uh, radioactive contamination uh, upstream from one of their main rivers that goes through. Uh, it's or a creek, rather. Um, of course, it did. Of course, yeah, they did. And it leaked into the creek. It's called Coldwater Creek. And you can look that up as well. So St. Louis got royally screwed on that front. It's really sad. It is. So a part of me thinks of the fact,
1: though, like, I mean, in the 50s, we were still using lead paint. Right. Like, the, we were still using so many things that we now see, like, as, oh, that's t- toxic
0: and I don't horrible think, I, for you. I don't think anybody could litter, could hold the U.S. Army's feet to the fire and saying that the, the thing that they like made... they that, knew it? That made or, it fluorescent was what made it so bad. Right. The point is, you shouldn't have been doing this in the first yeah, place. right.
1: No, not okay. Right. That goes and, against, like, every freedom we have as Americans.
0: Well, as people, right? Well, I yeah. I mean, that, it's an act of literal... Like warfare, and that's what they were simulating. Yeah. Right? Um, I think the other part behind it really is, I mean, it's not nearly as egregious as the syphilis uh, trials, which if no. you if you haven't heard about that, go back, go to uh, our episode. Pay yourself. It's really sad. Conspiracies that ended up being true. And um, this is one of those. So the reason why I, I occasionally bring these up is, one, I think they're interesting. Like, i I'd, I'd never heard of this before. Mm-hmm. But the other part is, it, again, just shows what... The government's capable of not just ours, but any. Well, um, what else
1: I don't love about it is if they were so sure that nothing was going to that it couldn't harm people at all. Why did they purposely choose a low income area? Why did they purposely well, they did say, say
0: now? I think there's something to it because obviously the syphilis one targeted black people. Right. right? Um, So I do think there's more to it. Don't get me wrong. I think it is an onion, but at least the thing that let them sleep at night was they did say that it resembled a lot of the the same housing and and structures that are in those cities, which that part does make sense because a 10,000, uh, residents, low income building is literally what populated Russia at the right, time. No, so and I get I that. Get but that. also,
1: I, it just very much feels like, well, just in case.
0: Well, no, I mean, my point is, let's it go literally. After, well, I mean, they did do it to San Francisco. So let's say that. Yeah,
1: but that felt that was more because they wanted to see if they could do it on the coast.
0: Yeah, but why not choose?
1: They did choose Corpus Christi.
0: Well, they did. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just no, saying. I know,
1: I'm just saying. It like, would
0: be more infallible if it wasn't San Francisco. But right. I, so, so, I mean, to me, what it really does come off of is they needed to see how their chemical agents and stuff like that would do. And it made sense to do it. It was just the wrong call. Like, that part still makes sense to me. I do think a bunch of people in a boardroom made this decision and it ended up being a bad one, but I do think that's what was behind it. Yeah,
1: but how could you even walk into that boardroom with an idea of, like... Let's practice our war tactics on parts of the city where people have no say on if we're dropping weird things on them that yeah, we're pretty remember, sure I mean, are OK, but we don't actually know. But
0: in their mind, it was let's practice this with what we have deemed to be a absolutely harmless chemical when we're scared of the nuclear bomb.
1: No, I get it. I'm just saying it just feels very icky. I could just imagine it feeling very intrusive. Yeah, like that's your like it weird things that they're putting on your body and in the spaces you live and that kind of stuff. Right.
0: And if we get halfway decent in social media ever again, I will remember to post pictures of this, but she dug up photos from this operation. And if you see it, it looks like, I mean, it straight up looks like army dudes on a Russian building. Like, cause they are, they're still in fatigues and they're like on the building watching this motor go. Like, I mean, it looked like a war zone. Like I couldn't imagine like, well, and and you know, it was probably, They were seeing this and it was so spun into like a positive. Because they were selling them it it was a protective smoke screen. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so that one just feels kind of gross. Yeah, I Um, don't like that at all. Yeah, but that was my story.
1: Okay. Well, thanks for spreading the happiness and cheer.
0: Like a whole bunch of sodium or salad coming loo. So fall outside. Okay. (laughs) I have put down my notes and I'm not picking them up again, so Sounds about the same as when you were guessing what, it, what the words were. Yep. So anyway, let's take a break for some ads. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Carol. And we're the hosts of Retro Late Fee. We are stuck in 1994. And we can't get out. We're watching all the movies and TV shows that you probably remember, I guess. Somehow we're speaking to you through some kind of time portal. Right. Uh, Join us every week for great movies and TV shows from 25 years ago. (laughs) It's fun, I swear. So I want to take a moment to talk about PodCoin. It's a new app that's out there that actually pays you to listen to podcasts, which considering you're listening to our podcast, I would think Maybe you're interested in this Um, for every 10 minutes that you listen to it. You're going to get something called a pod coin, which you can use to rack up uh, gift cards or stuff for charity. So like we do calories for dogs or like dog food, as Rachel so adamantly wants me to call it. But they count it in calories. And so dadgummit, we've donated like nine thousand calories to pups. Um, It's pretty great. So, no other podcast app lets you do that. So, check it out, Podcoin. Use our promo code Skep Skep S K E P S K E P, all caps, no spaces, and you'll get three hundred free Podcoins uh, for your session with Podcoin.
1: Okay, so I am talking about the Jamison family disappearance. So, um, this is a family. Where the there's three people. So there's the dad who is Bobby Dale.
0: Man, these people are country as hell.
1: Sherilyn. Sherilyn and Bobby Dale. And their six year old daughter um, named Madeline. And they lived in.
0: At least that one's good. Not Becky Lynn.
1: They lived in
0: Ufaluwa. Oh, my gosh. Of course they did. (laughs) I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorry. Um, Probably not. My dad knows it. I guarantee it. It's E U F A U L A. Eufala, I know it. Okay. Eufala <laughs> not far so from. So they the lived land. in
1: Eufala, Oklahoma. Okay. So on October eighth of two thousand and nine, the family um, went to go check out forty acre- acres of land in Red Oak, which is about thirty miles away from where they lived. After a few days, the you know their neighbors and everyone kind of noticed that they hadn't come home.
0: It's not far from where my grandma used to live. She's a- dead now. A-
1: oh. You didn't need to add that.
0: (laughs) I know, but it's recent and I'm sad about it.
1: Um, So after a few days, obviously their neighbors kind of noticed they didn't come home, which is weird because all you're going to do is go visit land. Like that's it's not like you were like, we're going camping and you didn't come home, you know? Right. Um, So the neighbors called the police. The police went to Red Oak because they knew that's where they were supposed to be. Searched around and um, they found their truck, but it was abandoned and it was it was close to the land. Um, but it had their IDs, wallets, phone, Sherilyn's purse, and their dog in it. By the way, the dog was still alive.
0: Thank Malnourished. Goodness.
1: It's still alive. Um so I If you tell me a dead
0: dog story. Oh, ever, I won't tell a dead dog story.
1: Is over. I mean, we literally haven't <laughs> have not watched good movies. Like John Wick. I've never watched John Wick because I know the dog I, heard it's dies. Good, I
0: ain't do- well, hopefully everyone knows that.
1: It's in the trailer. That's no. the reason I know it. Yes, it is. He literally says to them, you killed my dog. Like, <laughs> you know it.
0: I don't think he said that in the trailer. He
1: does. I, that's why I said. I think they implied it, but I thought I literally that watched that trailer and said, well, I'm never watching
0: that movie. I had hope that the dog lived.
1: Anyways, um, so the dog's alive. But uh, so clearly they were not planning on leaving their truck for very long. Like. Right. They left all their stuff in it.
0: Well, or they um, were told to leave all their stuff.
1: Either way. <coughs> Whatever. Um. So they also found $32,000 in cash in the truck, which uh, was weird for the Jimsons because they were both on disability. So they didn't have a whole lot of money. So, like, cash was something that they just had lying around. Um, and why would you just have $32,000 in cash in your truck? And why would, if someone came to attack you, they not take it? Right. Um, so is very weird. So uh, the police searched the whole area for days and days and days. It was, I mean, it was a pretty wooded area because they, obviously they were looking for land, but, um, they didn't find them. So the case went cold, um, until November 16th of 2013. So four years later when, um, some hunters found the partial skeletal remains of the family, just three miles from where the truck was. Whoa. Yeah. So they're yeah. Um, they were obviously unable to determine cause of death because of the decomposition of the bodies. I mean, they were straight up skeletons by then. Um, so we when they found the bodies, the police decided to reopen the case and decide to kind of like start asking more questions and figuring out more stuff because it's like, okay, clearly something happened. Right. It wasn't just this family like wandered off and like perished. Like they were three miles from their truck. Clearly this was foul play kind of thing. Um, so the first thing that the police found was actually some security footage outside of the Jamison's house the day that they left. And the couple is seen like going back and forth in their house. And they the police said they seemed very uh, robotic and unfeeling. They weren't talking or communicating. But what they would do is like one would go to the car with like their belongings. And then the other would come back and take it away. And they would like keep doing that. And then they had some stuff in the truck that they left, like a good amount of their own belongings that was not in the truck when they got there. Like when the police got there to see it. Um, also after talking to the family's preacher from the church that they went to, um, he told the police that prior to the disappearance, Bobby Dale told him that his house was haunted and he had seen two go two to four ghosts on his roof, which <laughs> said two to four ghosts. Like <laughs> did they blur together? <laughs> I don't understand.
0: Also, was it just three? Really? <laughs> like, I,
1: saying, I don't
0: understand. I don't um, uh, this is
1: a, OK. Sherilyn had also purchased a satanic Bible as a joke.
0: This is going in a direction <laughs> I just did not expect. I like it. I though. don't know if any of the
1: directions are where I expect. Um, but Bobby Dale did confess to the preacher that he read it. <laughs>
0: Hell of a joke. <laughs>
1: right. Like, haha. Ha. Also, like, who's like, haha? here's Satan's book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then the other person's like, haha, real funny. Let me read it. I'm like, hold up.
1: Um, so obviously this led some to believe that the family was involved with witchcraft and maybe oh, that yeah. had something to do with their death.
0: Also, they can't count to three, two to four ghosts. <laughs> Still can't get over that.
1: Um, also, Sherilyn's mother was quoted believing that the family had gotten involved with a cult and was murdered by some of the members, but had literally nothing to back that up. Or prove anything
0: at all. I disagree. I think everything you just said for the last three minutes is proved.
1: Maybe. Um, Another theory was brought forth by a angry letter that was written by Sherilyn that was 11 pages long. Basically, uh, about how terrible. Have you ever written anything
0: 11 pages long? Other than like school stuff? No.
1: Um, Basically, how terrible Bobby
0: Dale was. Would you ever write 11 pages long about me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. depends on how bad you pissed me off. Um, so some believed because of this one letter that Bobby took his family out of the woods, killed them and killed himself. But sure. obviously, again, literally no proof for that. Um,
0: I buy it, though.
1: So there's another theory that I kind of like uh, that. It was actually that Bob Dean, which is Bobby Dale's dad.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> was somehow involved. OK, so bobby dale before he died had filed a protective order against his father claiming that he had threatened to kill him and his family and they were terrified he basically he drew like made this image of his father as a lawless man who like was all about hookers and drugs and things like that okay
0: like a drawing
1: no like made in your mind with words
0: i was thinking of like a literal crazy man's crayon drawing no Okay. Crayon. Nobody whatever. draws with
1: cranberries, <laughs> RJ. Anyways. Appreciate
0: you. Anyways. I- I'm the one that says Hold things on. right. Let
1: me finish. I'm no, the you're one. not. No, you're not. Hooves. Hooves and crayon. They are hooves. Hey, can you spell They're hooves? hooves? They're hooves. Spell them for me. H O O V E S. Okay.
0: Is it the Hover Oops. Dam?
1: Can I finish this? I'm, Is about, it the to hover get, dam? I'm about to get like, to the best part of this story.
0: Yeah, okay, I want to do this. Yes.
1: Bob Dean. This terrifying man who wanted to kill his, fa- his son's family and was into prostitutes and blow. Right. Um, died two months after the family went missing. And he had been extremely sick for a very long time. He lived in a rest home and then the hospital until he died.
0: With his hookers and blow or?
1: And with his I'm going to kill you. Right, but I can't get out of a bed because I'm sick.
0: Bobby Dale.
1: (laughs) It was crazy. Like they were crazy. Um, the case is still open to this day, and clearly still unsolved. And they actually were like the the police chief came out and said people would die for this many leads to have you know in this kind of case. But the problem is literally none of them go anywhere. Like there's not nothing has any amount of solid evidence to it. Right. Everything anybody says It's all just conjecture is all just. Yeah. And it just sounds like a whole lot of crazy people from a small country town.
0: You is beautiful, by the way. Sure. It is. You should go there,
1: but it's full of some Bobby Deans and some, no, Bob Deans and some Bobby Dale's, Bobby Dale's, Sherilyn,
0: Sherilyn. Yeah. So that's like my that. story. I like that story.
1: It's just weird. Like what? <laughs> uh, Cause I my, my thought is if someone did come to their car and say, get out of your car, we're going to kill you now. They would have taken their $32,000. There's yeah. no way they would have left that behind. No, yeah,
0: it was Bobby Dale.
1: But like, or like, Sherilyn.
0: Or to them together.
1: But like, how?
0: They are now two to three ghosts. Or two to four ghosts. My other thought, it's like,
1: uh, if they were three miles away from their truck, how right. in the world did the cops miss that?
0: That's a long way. It's not that far. Maybe like three miles is like here to the yeah, highway. but when you're
1: doing searches, you go way farther than that.
0: I don't know. I'll take you to the land and see if you can search in three miles. I mean, if I
1: was looking for dead bodies.
0: I don't think you can find them.
1: I think I would.
0: You specifically would get lost. They bring for sure. dogs
1: and stuff. Yeah, but they won't. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm
1: just saying. It just feels very much like maybe someone took them somewhere else and then brought them back.
0: Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm with you.
1: I don't know who did it. And I don't know who would have done it. And I don't. I don't know. Maybe it was culty because they didn't take their money or anything. Yeah,
0: but no, but a cult would. Cults need money.
1: Yeah, but maybe it's like a. I don't know, man. I got nothing. This is weird. It's it just is, weird. It's a weird story. It was. I was reading through a bunch of them and I was like, oh, that one's too normal. Which is sad that I say that none of them are normal. They're all very sad. But this one was just really interesting. This one is it was like, enough. It's a
0: bunch of. Sounds like something supernatural getting involved in. Yeah, it does. Yep. Anyway, so I just now decided this episode is going to go out late because there's no chance I'm editing this tonight. So my apologies for that. Also, Jen, I have a bone to pick with you. It is hooves. Hoover Dam. It's not. Look at how it's spelled. It's a hoof. It's, but they're hooves.
1: It's a, not hooves. No, it's not hooves.
0: They're hooves. It's hooves. I know, it's hooves. <laughs> I just like saying and hooves. And they're crayons. <laughs> I get crayon. I get it. But Literally it's still Literally
1: no one calls it a crayon. Like, crown, fine. I disagree with you, but fine. That's normal. People do that. Crown and crayon are normal. Crayon, not a thing. That's a berry. That's all it is. It is a thing. It's not.
0: It's a thing where I'm Disagree. From. Where it are you is. from? Where do you think? You know me. I don't think you're really, I'm near the Hoover Dam. You're
1: really weird right now. I'm so <laughs> tired. You don't even know. I it's am like, exhausted. It's
0: like 10 o'clock. I know, but I'm very tired. I need to go do the dishes. Okay. Anyway, so on that note, thank you all for listening to this episode. This strange episode of Skeptical Skeptics. We had to knock the rust off a little bit. Um, we'll come back strong with our listener stories next week. Hope so. And then hopefully we're right back on this wagon. The weeks after, because dang, this was a tough one to get through for us. I hope it I was. I wouldn't f- say us. <laughs> I hope it was fun I, for I've, you. I've been okay. <laughs> this has been fun for me. <laughs> guys, this was so hard for me <laughs> to do. I'm so tired. It's been painful to be <laughs> please, RJ's partner in this episode. Don't make, don't, don't make me go to back to Denver, please. I'm so tired. Uh, anyway, yeah, you guys have a good week. See you later. Bye. <laughs>